Welcome to Healing Your Families. I have a really special guest today. I am so excited to introduce her. Her name is Zita Uaha. Uaha. And I'm going to let her say her name again in a few minutes because I know I just mispronounced it. But she's an incredible and an amazing woman who has traveled to many countries in the world as a nurse and a midwife. And she's passionate about ensuring healthy conditions for mothers and babies. I'm so glad she can join us and tell us what she's doing and and the vital role she plays in strengthening families. Zita, welcome. Thank you so much, Emmalou, for having me at your show. And thank you, everyone, uh, for joining us. Yes, my name is um, Sister Zita Iwoha. Iwoha. Yes, I am originally from Nigeria and uh, migrated to the United States 20 years ago. And uh, my profession is a nursing and midwifery. And I have been in this profession for over 29 years. I have worked as a missionary nun in different parts of the world, like Emma Lou said. And what actually has been my inspiration, my life purpose, and my ministry is nothing but the care of women and children. And then you wonder, why is that? Well, that was a great question. I'm going to share with you why. So I was born in Nigeria, in one of the remotest parts of Nigeria. The time I was born, um, healthcare and Western medicine were not really in vogue that much. So we didn't have any hospitals that are really um, within 35, 40 miles from where my mom had me. And we call that a village. So um, when my mom got pregnant with me, she was like seven and a half months pregnant and went to a flea market, what you call flea market here is, you know, and she was tired sitting and those that went with her were bringing stuff that they bought for my mom to garden. And that was what she was doing when somebody uh, from our neighborhood brought a little dog for her to hold. And my mom was holding the dog and all of a sudden this dog turned and bit my mom and ran away. So um, when they came back, my mom shared the information and they said, oh no, we cannot go back home. You have to go straight to the hospital from here. And when you talk about hospital, it's not as if that the EMS is waiting for you there, you just die 911. No, you have to go 35 to 40 miles to locate this hospital where she needed the anti-rabies. So my mom and my dad, my dad rode on the bicycle. My mom was sitting behind him and they rode 30 miles to go to this hospital for seven days to and fro for my mom to get all the anti-rabies injections that were you know, uh, supposed to protect us. 
And um, after that, no problem. So then during birth, my mom had me and there was no issue until six weeks postnatal. I started having upper respiratory infection, they called it bronchitis. And uh, at that time, um, again, transportation wasn't really, we didn't have any cars, they said. Um, it was only either bicycle or you go with the cattle, you know, how they, or you go with sheep or any of those, but there was no um, cars that were really, you know, um, there for transportation. So my, I, Another problem my mom had was in my kindred, babies are not supposed to be taken outside before 12 weeks old, 12 weeks of age. And at six weeks, uh, that was a no-no. So my mom begged my dad because I was running fever, not able to suck well. My mom was begging my dad to please allow, um, go with her to the hospital. Of course, my dad knew the rules and he didn't really uh, want to do it. Eventually, he talked to our kindred and they said, no, that if I have to die because of this, so be it. So my mom went against their advice, tied me behind her back uh, with a wrapper and walked from my village to this hospital that was 30, 35 miles away from my home. She walked. Needless to say that she was exhausted. I mean, walking under the heat of the sun, 120 degrees, she was also stopping in between to breastfeed me with no food for herself. So she did all this, went to the hospital at dawn. She got up at sunrise and got to the hospital by the evening time. And when she got there, it was one of these missionary hospitals. Um, and really, she was taken care of. Me and herself were admitted for seven days and nobody cared, nobody asked about her or me, and, uh, but they treated us very well. So I recovered. Now my mom faced the challenge of coming back to face the kindred who did not give her permission in the first place. And remember this time women are 100% under the control of men. Um, that is a little bit changing now, but at that time it was, it was horrible. So my, my granddad, my mom's dad, uh, was a traditional ruler. He was also um, home, uh, doc uh, home doctor, they call him, because he went around delivering women and all that. So my mom, out of fear, went straight to her dad's family and shared the information with her dad, what happened. So it was had my grandfather who sent two men to really escort my mom back to our village. And that was a strong warning. That was a strong sign for them when they saw my mom with two men, indicating that there's danger. If you touch her or me, then there's gonna be war. So that died that whole thing. Thank goodness, that's why I'm still here today talking to you. So um, when I was seven years old, my mom shared that story with me. I'm like, oh my goodness. What a resilient woman. What a determined woman who actually gave her own life, literally, to save me. You know, so I said to her, you know what? When I grow up, I'm going to really go around the world serving mothers and babies. And she laughed. And I didn't know why she laughed. 
it was like, well, what are you talking about? Seven years old, what do you really know? But guess what? That's what I'm doing today. So just be careful what you say because it comes back. It might work. So that's my story. And um, I got to School of Nursing when I grew, grew up, finished nursing, finished midwifery in Nigeria, and became a nun and started traveling the world. Um, like I've said, I've been to East Africa, different countries in East Africa, West Africa. I was in England and Ireland uh, before coming to the United States. And all I have done so far is working with women and children from grassroots. I have also collaborated with government agencies in different countries to talk about you know, advocacy, um, trying to help women, trying to educate them, trying to do training, you know, like traditional birth attendance. I did that in uh, some countries in Africa because that's the reliable people we have that can really attend to pregnant women and their babies. So I have done that. So in the whole of my experience, um, that I see as my commitment to the women of the world. And I feel that that is an absolute um, gift that I have ever given in return for my mom saving my own life. What a beautiful story, Zita. That is so inspiring. I love that your mother must really is an amazing woman. I loved hearing that of what mothers will do to protect their children, to take care of yes. them, walking 40 miles, hiding you under her dress. Oh, wow. And yes. then you carried on that tradition. Now you're, you've devoted your life to helping mothers and children. And in all these countries you served, you were working as a, a midwife and a nurse, correct? Yes. Yes, I did. I did. Yeah. Yeah. And what Go ahead. No, go okay. Ahead. So, yeah. So, um, you know, thinking about when we talk about our commitment to women of the world, uh, like I said, I have done that globally. And Emma Lou, you have also committed to doing similar things, you know. So, collectively, collectively we are committing, we have this commitment to the women of the world. And one thing I just wanted, you know, us here and those who might be watching later to know is that globally, wherever there, there is an equality, wherever that is identified around this whole world, there you will find, if you look closely, you'll find a woman standing there ready to make a difference. That is my experience. I have found that out. So, and if, Ever a woman is given that opportunity, they really make a difference. So it's like sowing a seed. You put that seed, and by the time you know it, you're having a huge harvest that you're like, wow. So women deliver. And just so you know, women don't just deliver babies. Let me share more about what women deliver. You may ask me. Women carry water, they deliver water. They deliver firewood. It might not be in the United States, but they deliver it elsewhere in the world. They deliver families. They carry businesses. They deliver businesses. Women 
carry an incredible, incredible potential. And we must support women. We must invest in their health. This is one of my advocacy um, agenda that I talk to the power that are that women by nature, the way we were made, naturally we consume healthcare more than men. We didn't bring it on, on ourselves. That is our nature. That's the way we are made because we carry a greater responsibility of taking care of babies, bearing babies, taking care of babies, nurturing ourselves. And then it is the physiology in our body that we respond to, you know? So we equally respond to it health-wise to make sure that everything stays intact, everything is viable. So that when a woman gets pregnant, she's healthy, her body's healthy, to really nurture that pregnancy, to, to Tom, when she gets to have the baby, that she's able also to nurture the baby through breastfeeding, through cuddling, through everything that a woman does to really protect and nurture baby until that baby grows up to be you know, an adult and stuff like that. So it is very, very important that we respect the rights of women, give them that equal opportunity that we respect them and accept them and allow them to experience freedom because that is our human right. We must allow women to experience freedom. And when giving them that freedom, they, you will have a happy and vibrant society. Oh, I can't I even imagine a world without a woman. I just can't imagine it. Women are powerful. They are nurturers, they are builders, they are jugglers, and they are accomplishers. So this is all I have, you know, and I have, this all came from my experience working with women for this, uh, you know, a long time. And I know that there are other staff and other people who are out there making sure that women's rights and women's health are really kept as priority. So thank you. And I'm ready for more questions if you have some. Oh, I do. I do. Well, first of all, I, I want to mention, we haven't even talked about your podcast, World of Women. Can you just tell us about that? When did you start that podcast? Yeah, so my podcast started a year ago. Uh, almost. It's going to be in a week time. It will complete one year I started. Um, so, and it's also in connection with my podcast. Uh, Pro, a project, which is Zeta's Healthy Beginnings, a, non a nonprofit organization that really has the goal to reduce maternal and infant mortality here in the United States and in Africa. We are right now in Nigeria. So um, in order to really make publicize um, this, you know, our goal and our mission, I decided to do a podcast and what I wanted to do about that is really where women thrive, an environment, a platform where women thrive, where they can come and learn, where they can come and create friendship, where they can come and learn and educate one another. And what I do is, and of course, collaborate. And what I do is I invite women um, that have you know, special talents and are willing to share it with other women. 
like yourself, you were at our podcast not too long ago. So I invite such women um, to really come and share with other women, you know, in an environment where other women are a part of the audience, you know, who learn and ask questions and make comments and really share with their circle, you know. So yes, that's what this podcast is all about. It's all about women helping, empowering them and educating them on how they can actually help themselves. And I also talk about, you know, some, I give them some tips and breastfeeding, uh, taking care of their families, like you do, you know, because what can families do without a woman? I don't know. I can't even envision that. Not possible. Exactly. Exactly. So yes. yeah, that's what we do in our podcast. And, and it's every Tuesday, sorry, at 8 p.m. Eastern. Okay. Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern. Eastern um, yes. Is it on every, I know there's uh, iTunes and Spotify. Yeah, we, so we on website, we have our website. Um, so our uh, web, website is www.zetahealthy.org. And uh, we also have the WOW podcast 2021 at, um, at gmail.com. So um, this, these are all our information and I can put it on the chart. I can put some information on the chart and have people look it up. Well, you're, you're also on LinkedIn, right? Yes, I am also on LinkedIn. Uh, it's just Zeta Iwoha. Once you put Zeta, in fact, if you put just Zeta, you will see me pop up. So You're the only yeah. Zeta. Exactly. <laughs> okay, but on LinkedIn, as I recall, under contact information, all these websites are Everything there. are there, yes, yes. Okay. Everything is, you're looking for is there. All my info is there. And, and I, I am so excited because you're going to be joining us soon on the Win Win Women platform, right? Yes, and Emma Lou, uh, thanks to you. Uh, because I never knew anything about the win-win women. And I was so excited when I saw uh, you invited me um, to one of your uh, meetings. I think it's on Thursdays uh, in the yes. afternoon. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I met with, uh, what was her name, Patricia? Or somebody, the, the one in charge, the founder. Paula. Paula, sorry, not Patricia. Yeah, Paula. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I really loved your mission, your vision. I can't no, really identify with what you do. It's it fits with yours, you know. Yours just hand in glove. Quite often, in countries like the United States, we just assume that all mothers have access to good health care, and they don't. There's still no. many areas of the world, and and have you found also in some places in the United States. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Where I am in Pittsburgh, PA, um, it, it is a struggle. It is a struggle, especially women of color. In fact, I am doing my um, DMP project now, Doctorate in Nursing Practice project, um, implementing it in one of our uh, centers here that provide uh, prenatal, antenatal, um, postnatal, and child care. Um, and all we are trying to do is to promote breastfeeding and encouraging women to really um, help them, support them to access healthcare. Because what is going on in the United States is that we have healthcare that is available, 
but not accessible to women of color, um, especially black women, Hispanics, and the native, um, you know, Americans. And that is where the maternal and infant mortality rate is pretty high. And uh, the World Health Organization has actually identified the United States as having um, the high, one of the highest uh, maternal and infant mortality worldwide. And that's really, yes, that is really a sad story because United States is one of the, uh, uh, I mean, richest countries in the world. But then when you look at what the women and children, how are they really thriving? You find out that, wow, it's not good news. Yeah, it's not good news. So that's why I've taken this part to make sure I'm looking for like minds to make sure that I raise this awareness because not everybody knows what is going on. It's not even talked about in any news. You no. hardly hear about it. Yeah. And it, it boils down to how women are being marginalized. You know, yet women are the really the core of building the pillars of the society. Yet their welfare is kind of forgotten. And that is not right. That should not be so. So that is what I am um, I'm really um, wanting to let the world know about and to remind the United States that they have the money, they have the resources. Come on, let's just use it, use it as we should to really empower women, rebuild the women's uh, health and everything. Because if you're doing that, you're really building a nation, a healthy nation for that matter. Zita, I am so inspired by what you're doing. I am so excited that you're going to be joining us. So uh, do you know when you're starting your show? No, I don't know yet. I'm still working on it. So hopefully. Uh, well, along with everything else you're doing. I know, right? Yes. So for now, <laughs> we can go to your LinkedIn profile and yes. get context, learn more about your nonprofit, how to contribute, learn more about what you're doing. And then we can and watch your podcast. Yes. Women of the World. Wow. World of Women. World of Women. Thank yes. You. World, World of, of Women. women. Yeah. And and then watch for that show to come up. Uh-huh. Dita, thank you so much for sharing your story, your passion. And you know, to be honest, I didn't realize we still had, you know, I just assumed in the United States we don't have, but we we still need to watch out as yes. women. Yes. Watch out for each other, be aware of what's going on and and be one of the change makers. And I see that's what you're doing. You're, you're a change maker, making sure that every mother and baby has adequate medical care. Absolutely, absolutely. I love it. Zita, thank you so much for joining us and thank you to our audience for joining. Come back again next week at the same time. Until then, Love yourself and love your families and join us in making the world a better place by strengthening families. This is Emma Lou Penrod from healingyourfamilies.com.